0: Hey everyone, welcome to Let's All Geek Out. We're your hosts, Chris, Kyle, Mia, and Julian. This week on Geek, we're talking Animal Crossing and streaming with special guest Joyful Jupiter, so stick around. How the hell is everybody doing? It's Friday. Doing Ooh. great, man.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So, That's all it has been up I, with me. Yeah, Awesome. <laughs> We'll go right to the interview then. Um, no, uh,
1: <laughs>
0: Kyle, what have you been up to, man?
2: Ah, uh, not too much, not too much, not too much. Um, I got a lot of Warhammer miniatures lately, so oh, I'm broke now and. Um, <laughs> So I've been putting those together and trying to get them ready to paint. I'm actually going to try to spend this weekend painting. If I can I have other stuff I need to t- try to take care of, but that's something I want to get around to I actually had a pretty chill week at work, which was, which is really weird considering how busy we are. Um, it's had a really weird client stuff. So,
3: um, so yeah. Dude, me too, man. It's like one of those weeks. Like normally I am swamped with work Like last month in terms of like, uh, like work order creation for the stuff that I do. I hit mm-hmm. a peak of the most that I've ever had to make in a month at like seven hundred and thirty something and then this week, I've only got like twenty requests. I'm like, "Fuck, dude, <laughs> what happened? To all that work?"
2: Hey, man, cherish it, right? Because it's you know it's always bound to get worse. So, <laughs>
3: yeah, I know. So I told my wife, like today I got off at you know eleven, and I didn't get any emails for the rest of the day. I told my wife I was like, "That means Monday is going to be a motherfucker, man."
1: Oh goodness, yeah.
3: Everyone
2: took an early weekend, right?
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because everyone's depressed that that Halloween's over now and they didn't get to trick chick-a whatever. Yeah, that's why <laughs> trick or treat. That's
3: um, a bit of a <laughs> I,
2: don't
1: the,
3: I don't get the chicka chicka.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I felt so bad because like so we just moved into like our we, so we bought our first house. We're in like this really big neighborhood and stuff, and you know with all the you know pandemic stuff going on and everything we didn't really expect anyone to be trick-or-treating
4: oh, and so we didn't okay. get
2: any candy or anything and uh i just hooked up a one of those camera doorbells and everything so we can kind of see who's outside and you know because we get a lot of packages delivered so it's like yeah i want to be able to see them delivering it because a lot of times they say they deliver it but they don't and then yeah. there's also people who steal shit so it's just you know just some added security so while we were home, I was about to leave for the day to go to a, a Warhammer uh, event at a buddy's house, and as I was getting ready to leave, the doorbell rang, and I'm like, "What the hell?" And so, like, I I, I get the notification on my phone, and I look at it. And there's a trick-or-treater outside. And oh. I felt so bad because they stood there for like 40 seconds. They like looked in the window. They like stood by the door <laughs> and stuff. And I was like, oh no, like pretend we're not home. And me and my wife felt so <laughs> bad because so we didn't get anything. And we were like, this kid was out there and I don't know, there wasn't a whole lot of trick-or-treaters. And so I, I'm hoping that that kid got their bag filled, <laughs> you know, with oh, kids.
1: No. Like, the rest yeah. of
2: the neighborhood Or something, but I felt so bad. <laughs> Almost to the point where like, I wanted to reach out to the the local. So there's a my wife's in a um, a local Facebook group for like the for the town we live in, and I almost wanted to like ask her like post a picture of this kid in their costume and tell them to come <laughs> back and we'll just give them hella candy bars because we didn't <laughs> <get any laughs> bars, it was just that one kid and oh, so like, man. oh I feel so bad and so. I don't know. It's either it's either post something in that group or next year print out a picture
0: of that kid, like if you're this kid, like knock loudly or something. I don't know. <laughs> the parents are gonna knock on your door, and be like, why do you have a photo of our child?
2: <laughs> they were, were, were a really cool, like creepy, like Grim Reaper pumpkin mask like kind of costume. so yeah, you couldn't see the kid's face or anything like that but like it was a cool costume but i just felt terrible because i was like damn like i wish i had something to give that kid all i had was 20 bucks in my pocket but i was like nah, that's it i gotta, I gotta get <laughs> snacks later like
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, right? you're supposed to open the door and be like do you take a bitcoin <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> just- can i Venmo <laughs> you some money for so you can get your own candy <laughs>
3: oh yeah right yeah.
0: <laughs> It's got a little card reader and shit like that. You yeah, yeah. show you
3: show him, I like can order. You are like, look, at there's a Target pickup. Just have your mom take you when this is over. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Take Uber Eats. I got you, kid. Yeah, some <laughs> oh, yeah. McDonald's on the way, bro. Just hang
2: out, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but that's I mean that's kind of what I've been up to this week. Is not a whole lot. Been pretty chill, trying to do some more Hammer stuff. Um, haven't, haven't been able to play that many games because I am just trying to work out some other projects and stuff. But yeah. That's uh, that's kind of about it. Uh, Mia, what have you been up to?
1: Well, obviously it was my birthday on Tuesday, Yay! which is like awesome. Yay! So uh, we went to the, a restaurant called Salsa Mexican Grill. And uh, I know, obviously, for you guys living in America, you probably can get uh, Mexican food like anyway, <laughs> but for,
0: whether or not me, it's it was... good is debatable. Yeah, <laughs> like we got a Taco Bell around here; it's fine.
3: It's Mexican food for me is like the equivalent of a Starbucks. They're like on every corner. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, here it's not really like that. So uh, we went there and I was very excited. And um, so on the menu, they had obviously tacos and quesadillas and enchiladas. Is that a thing? I don't know. Enchiladas. totally thing so it's all these names and i have no cooking clue what what it is so luckily they had pictures on the menu as well to show you okay this is a burrito so it looks like a wrap or this is a like a taco or wait, 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 you wait. know so you could at, at least know what the you didn't know what eating. a
3: burrito looked like no i i kind of knew you. <laughs> You should have asked us for some clarification before you went. We would have sent you pictures of all this stuff and then, like, did a, a crash course. This is a taco. They're pretty good, <laughs> depending on where you get it. Here's a quesadilla. <laughs> here's a burrito. <laughs>
1: what is the one that's like a soft taco? What's that?
3: Taco. Yeah, a taco. Is there's that, a
1: hard taco. It's not a hard, hard one. There's, okay. there's a hard yeah.
3: and a soft taco. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And th- that's going to be more like the Tex Mex stuff, for it too. So, like, I think, it like, probably, like for like Julie and I, where we, we also grew up, like, with a. Uh, like Mexican street taco soup, which is gonna be like the corn tortillas mm. with uh we're just like cuts of steak, uh some onion and some cilantro and you yeah. just Yeah. Like, I now grew that up you with mentioned that cilantro,
1: so I got a cilantro sal- salsa dip with my chimichanga. Is that yeah. what it-
3: Chimichanga yeah, so a a, thing.
1: It's a deep-fried burrito. <laughs> I've mean, never yeah. heard somebody.
3: i never heard somebody so so unsure about saying that. They're like chimichanga.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> like Deadpool loves them. I, I wish I could have been at that restaurant when you ordered that. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah. Let me no, get I was the like, <laughs>
1: chimichanga. Is that a thing?
0: <laughs> chimichanga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it is the greatest thing ever. Like I remember when I was a uh, in grad school. Like uh, I was going to school in M- Minnesota, and there is not a lot of, uh, of Mexican food there, or even Tex-Mex, or anything even remotely close to that. But it's it's usually just all chain restaurants. And my boss uh, at my internship uh, took me and the other intern out for uh, to go to one of these uh, Mexican restaurants. And it's the equivalent of like an Applebee's. It's not good food. It's all like probably all pre-frozen. They're just deep frying it just to oh, cook it. Exactly. And then, okay. And uh, like I like same like so like I grew up in a Hispanic household for two. I grew up with a with a lot of Tex Mex stuff for two, and I grew up uh, uh, like around a lot of Spanish speakers. And it still cracks me up when a non Spanish speaker. Is really trying and fails so miserably trying to say uh, <laughs> stuff that I grew up with as such a common thing like flautas is it's basically just rolled up deep fried tacos they're delicious oh, that sounds but very just, nice actually hearing my boss say flutas like I like <laughs> had a like Mountain deuce like squirted out of my nose just like just funniest thing I ever heard yeah it's flutas man it's yeah loose. oh
4: those
0: <laughs> dipping that sour cream and gu- guacamole <laughs> <laughs> sour with cream a chain.
3: With the chimichangas.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, funniest thing in the world to me.
1: But it was freaking delicious. It was, um, the, the oh, food oh yeah. was very, very good. And um, the margaritas were fabulous as well. Um, obviously, I had one margarita, which was a chili and pineapple, and that burned, but nice burn, but it was just kind of unexpectedly hot.
3: When I went to uh, Disneyland, uh, last year, like in November or so, they had like the food and beer festival, and so they had all these mm-hmm. like cultural dishes I and stuff you. like that. Um, and my wife went for the food I went for the alcohol <laughs> <And> <laughs> one of the drinks they had there was like a jalapeno margarita and it was the weirdest thing because it didn't have any flavor but it had the burning of the of the jalapeno <laughs> yeah. so i like drinking and I'm like oh that's kind of good and all also like oh son of a bitch <laughs>
1: yeah but that's the thing It's like there was a jalapeno like dr- floating around in my margarita but at least the pineapple flavor the sweet with the burn was actually quite nice so I was like oh this is actually quite nice and what's nice is they also. So uh, obviously it was my birthday, so they brought a, um, they call it a, a gingerbread tequila shot, but it's, it's 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 tastes like cinnamon, so it's like sweet and everything, and I, I basically drank it like a fine wine. So they bring you this this shot of tequila and around, basically yes. <laughs> so they come around and then uh, they put this awesome sombrero on you. I mean that thing is like velvety and it's like embroidered and I don't know what mariachi band they stole it from, but it is proper. So I was like sitting there with my tequila while they're like all singing for me. <laughs> it was it was pretty awesome.
3: Man, that sounds like a good a good time. The food uh, pictures that you sent stuff look great, you know. Look like something that's comparable to here, but that's the thing about Mexican food is it can look great, but it, <laughs> the taste might be different, you know? Yeah. yeah, no,
1: it was actually pretty good. I mean, um, we had jalapeno poppers as well, but I mean, we get those practically everywhere here, and um, they were damn hot, but they were small jalapeno poppers. I've noticed that the smaller the jalapeno, the, the nastier the bite. It's like hella spicy when they're small.
3: They're more condensed, yeah, you got all the seeds yes. and everything. Whew. Good stuff.
1: So that was me, you know, <laughs> this week. Yeah. So that's great. Margaritas and Mexican food and chimichangas and, you know. <laughs> um, My husband had a, uh, I think it's a quesadilla because it's like, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> it it, it was the the picture that I sent that looked like basically two pizza braids with the food in the middle.
3: Yeah, I could not tell what, Yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell what that was exactly because you sent that and then you're like, and my cousin had loaded nachos and I'm like looking at it, I'm like, it's just a picture of the? <laughs> no, no, no,
1: that was not the nachos. <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
3: I'm just gonna let it go, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> it looks, it looked good though that's a that's a packed ass quesadilla that he had there i think it was like two inches tall
1: (laughs) yeah he even had a a leftover piece that he had for breakfast the next morning so uh i mean the portion sizes and everything were you know great so i mean i would go there again the the alcohol was a little bit expensive for my liking but i think next time you know we go we can do like a lunch break and then No, pick out on food and just ask them for like a glass of water. (laughs) (laughs) So who's next? Julian, what have you been up to this week?
3: (laughs) Oh you know what? I've actually done a lot of stuff. Like a lot of stuff, but nothing at the same time, right? So
1: Oh I know uh, those.
3: Yeah. So I started like recouping from all those running and stuff and just kind of not done much, but I've caught up on like TV shows and playing some games and stuff like that. Uh, I've been playing a lot of the Ghost of Tsushima, but not the multiplayer. I went back to the single player just to kind of knock out the rest of the trophies that I needed um and then i started playing my switch a lot because you know last month every day was a 5k so it was like son of a bitch man like i i had enough energy for one activity (laughs) and i was always running and stuff so uh i'm trying to get back into a little bit of a fitness kick so i was doing a a lot of ring fit Um, oh nice yeah so in in turn though that got me like oh man i should play my switch more i mean the damn thing's right here sometimes i (laughs) sit there and you know i'm like on my phone and i'm just Scrolling Facebook or Instagram is boring as shit. When I could just be playing my Switch, <laughs> uh, and so is that start- the one
1: that makes you squat all the time?
3: Yes, oh. <laughs> too much. <laughs> it's it's always like day, even when it's not like day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so I started playing my Switch a little bit more, so I really got invested in Final Fantasy IX again. Obviously, uh, today surprisingly, I actually played that Hyrule Warriors uh, Age of Calamity demo and so good that was a beefy ass fucking demo like i thought it was going to be the one level of like oh here here's the game you know but no it's you do that and then there's all these side quests that you can do when there's another mission and i i play that game for hours (laughs) just running around you know having a good time and the ai is kind of funky <laughs> i'm gonna lie there's some people that are just four or five of them just standing around me and i'm just waiting to see if i can <laughs> dodge them and they're just staring at me
0: well <laughs> oh, like, that's that's every dinosaur warriors game though
3: yeah you sacrifice
0: quality ai
3: for uh, numbers there <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> they're standing looking at me i'm like okay i just smack the shit out of you then i guess uh, I, like i think i killed 1800 enemies in that first level and i probably got hit five times <laughs> you know? yeah. I was like oh whatever but uh i really enjoy that game like i heard you guys talking about it last week and i was like well I'll try out the demo and stuff and then kyle told me today that the um the progress that you make in the demo transfers over to the full game
1: oh nice
3: yeah i'm pretty sure i could be terribly wrong i'm gonna be very disappointed if not
1: <laughs> maybe you dreamed that <laughs>
3: no, i'm pretty sure um I got the receipts <laughs> So I was like, hey look here's Kyle told me right here uh, on Friday <laughs> November 7th
2: so it's it, it confirmed any pro- uh, progression made in the demo
3: will carry over when the game launches on November 20th Wait well, yeah, because so, it felt, it felt like the full game because like even after you beat the first couple of levels and then you do all the side quests and everything like that, there's other main story points and, and I thought it was gonna keep going until I clicked right. on what it said. this is the end of the demo. I was like, oh fuck.
2: okay yeah they did something similar with uh um dragon quest 11 i believe uh to where the demo was substantially um like long it was yeah it was it was a big big chunk of the game the very beginning part of it of course which i think is like if you're gonna do a demo that has cross like or like the, the progress carries over, the beginning of the game is the best part to get out of the way, right? Because then when the game finally comes out, like, cool, I've already done the beginning. I guess hop right back into the adventure and go instead of having to pick back up from the start again. Um, so yeah, um, it sounds pretty good at that, I think. So I like demos.
3: Imagine being one of those people that like uh, just spends the time in that demo just grinding the level 99. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <at the beginning. laughs> And just going to the full game, just ready to fuck people.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you want to put yourself through hell, go for it. I
3: mean, it's your demo, do whatever you want, man. <laughs> I saw a video, you know, going down the YouTube rabbit hole. Uh, I saw this video of somebody playing the original final fantasy seven and they went, they got to level 99 with cloud and Barrett in the first reactor. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my God. God. That Dude, sounds painful. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. like, I'll try to make a synopsis of it. One guy said he could do it. And then he was posting updates frequently and all these people got engaged in it and were like watching him and stuff like that, like watching his updates. And then he just stopped. And then every once in a while would like post an update of like, oh, I went up two levels or whatever. It was kind of like, you know, baiting it a little bit, trying to drag it out. And some other guy that was watching was like, fuck it, I can do it faster than him. So this other guy decided he was going to do it and grinded it out, posted updates every day. And some days, like as he got to level 50 and so would be like 13, 14 hour days (laughs) of just grinding in that first area. And then he fucking, yeah, he did it. I'll send you guys the link of the video, but he fucking did it. And I was, oh, like, stoked, dude. <laughs> I like, yeah. I looked at the screen cap of them both at level, you know, 99. I was, like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> That's too much. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I hated that beginning part. So, like, I can imagine being in that, you know, just going through it like that. Yeah. Uh, but I could, I could see somebody trying to do something like that with, you know, like the Dragon Quest demo you're talking about, right? But then it takes the fun out of the rest of the game because you're already max level. <laughs> the OP of the
0: time, is shit. Uh, at that
3: yeah. point yeah but yeah i played that uh that hyrule warriors demo i really enjoyed it, it was, uh, it's uh it's fun for what it is right dynasty warriors there's not really a difficulty spike to it even like the big enemies weren't like fucking difficult <laughs> i was like oh look at you i'm gonna just spam you with eight bombs <laughs> you know <laughs> or hit you with the the magic rod and stuff like that but uh no yeah it's, it's fun so i played that a little bit Um, and then I started kind of trying to catch up on TV shows, obviously watched The Mandalorian um, episode two. Kyle and Chris probably haven't seen it yet, so I won't talk about it, but uh, it's a pretty good episode. (laughs) Um, And then I watched that Truth Seekers show with Nick Frost um, on Amazon Prime, and you know it was super interesting. It's like I haven't got the full premise of it yet, so I can't really explain it because I only watched the first episode, but basically Nick Frost is like, it looks like he's a cable guy that uh in his spare time has a YouTube channel where he goes and seeks out like ghost stuff oh. similar like what we were talking about last week, right? Like the YouTube fucking paranormal hunters. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh it, it, he does stuff like that and then he gets a trainee with him um that knows absolutely nothing about that stuff. And as he's training him on how to do cable, some weird shit happens. Ooh. And uh like the the premise of it was real great. And you know they kept me engaged. So I'll probably binge that this week. I think there's like ten episodes on uh, Amazon. So
1: yeah, then you can let us know if we should watch it or if it sucks.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next, next Friday I'd be like, listen, that show fucking sucked after the first episode. <laughs> I nose dive.
2: We might think it sucks. But I might think it's cool, kind of like how I liked Tubi Halloween. Oh, <laughs> Son of a
1: bitch! <laughs> yeah, don't believe. Don't take Carl's word <laughs> for it. He can't be trusted.
3: We fucking almost got there.
0: Oh, we almost oh I was thinking like this might be the first episode. We might be actually oh you brought it back. I will (laughs) (laughs)
2: This is what you all get for having me on.
3: Yeah. (laughs) This is fucking Adam Sandler himself. He's trying to get more fucking views for it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so I've just been watching the um that True Secret show on Amazon. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of my Switch here and there, playing my PlayStation uh, really just getting pumped up for the uh, PlayStation launch, which will be next week. But by the time this podcast comes out, it will have already come out, and I will either own one or be very disappointed. <laughs> 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 the the uh, review embargoes have lifted for both the uh, Series X and the PlayStation 5, and they both got 8 out of 10s. But the yep. thing that I see about the PlayStation 5 is the DualSense controllers are like revolutionary almost right yeah, yeah. Which, which i figured it was going to be right but uh it's just going to be interesting to see how the that controller and the technology and those controllers are used going forward i, I tried to ask a question like one of those asked me any things about like how immersive it is in miles morales but i was one of the people that d- didn't get answered you know what i mean <laughs> but i mean uh I'm excited for that. Like everything is, you know, you have to try them. Like it's a completely different level of immersion that you just haven't felt before. So uh, I'm, I'm very stoked to see what happens there. I looked at a bunch of, you know, PlayStation 5 subreddits and stuff and found this website where I can find inventory at stores mm-hmm. and the targets around my house. There's about 28 of them at the one closest to me and then 30 at the other two in town. Um, and that's it. Everywhere I looked the Best Buy, like the GameStop, all that shit. There's no PlayStation Fives anywhere but the fucking Target. But <laughs> wow. it, so, so they're basically
1: telling you that when <clears throat> sales start, there's like this many available at that store, or do you have to pre?
3: Yes, and the only way that you could get them is online orders, which is like either pick up in store or like a drive up pickup. You can't just go in the store oh, and buy one like okay. you normally can because the COVID stuff. So, basically, next Thursday, I have to just be online from 8.59 oh. <laughs> until midnight.
1: Press that refresh button. <laughs> hit,
3: hit the refresh button to see when I can buy it and then try to get it as quick as I can. But I feel like I kind of have a heads up on that stuff because probably reading into it a little bit more than, you know, some people some people probably assume are putting their eggs in the basket. They're like, oh, I could pick one up at GameStop, right? They're going to get misled that way. So I'm hoping I can just pick one up real quick, but we'll see. The only dilemma that I'm in right now is like, what happens if I go to buy one and it's only the digital one? Like, do I want to buy the digital one and say, fuck it to all the disc games that I have (laughs) or to wait till like January or so, and then get the disc version.
0: I guess it also kind of depends too, because like, are you getting primarily for Spider-Man like right now? Is that like the big draw for you? So
3: Spider-Man is, is like a plus. But what I want it for is I have a 4K TV and I'm rocking, you know, a, a base PlayStation 4. So I want to be ah. able to see that kind of stuff on my TV. I want to upscale to 4K on, you know, Ghost of Tsushima and all the, the newer shit that I'm playing, right? And, gotcha. uh, and And just kind of take advantage of the fucking TV that I bought. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't want to buy a PlayStation 4 Pro because what's the point with the PlayStation was coming out in a couple months, right? So, yeah, that, that's that's my bigger draw is just to play what I have. Like, I understand that Miles Morales is, like, the one hit, I guess. I'm not really a big fan of, like, Demon Souls and all those, like, super hard games and stuff like that. So, uh, I, I just want to play what I have in it. nice, upscaled graphics.
0: That's fair then. Yeah, because I, I saw a thing that uh, IGN just posted to on, I think it was on their Instagram, that... Miles Morales, uh, the like that expansion pack or uh, add-on game itself is only about seven to ten hours too. So it, apparently, it's going to be a fairly short experience.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, all that. It's, speaking of you know games and stuff like that, it just threw me off for a second. I seen it earlier that Avengers, uh, that's you know the Square Enix game or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. lost Square Enix sixty eight million dollars.
0: That's oh. not surprising. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that that game was cursed from its launch. Yeah, honestly,
3: they only yeah. sold only sold the uh, shoot. Let me, let me pull up the number real quick.
1: <laughs> yeah, but what was the problem? Is the gameplay sucky? Was the marketing for it bad? Did it come out at the wrong time? Marketing I mean, what... for
2: it, it's just from what I've heard, it just it doesn't. I mean, from what I've seen, also, I, I so I haven't tried it or anything, but from what I've seen, it doesn't look like it plays very well, and it's really buggy, mm-hmm. and it's it just doesn't look great.
0: Um so so I have it. Okay. And it y- yes to all of that specifically with the multiplayer. Like single player wise, it actually does run fairly well. It, it runs into a few problems for it. So it's a looter shooter, but the sure. they, <laughs> like very much like a Destiny or Borderlands where you're constantly getting, upgrading your gear and getting a new uh upgrades for uh for your heroes. The problem though is that for every time you get like a, a new piece, like so like with uh, Kamala Khan, uh, you'll get like, you know, maybe like she'll get a new T-shirt or she'll get some new wristbands Then you get uh, with Tony Stark. You're going to get new pieces of arc reactor te- technology. But with the Hulk, you get new bones like, oh, you got a new rib cage for the Hulk. It's like, what? <laughs> it's super weird. We <laughs> get that, but, that fucking
3: uh, adamantium rib cage, man.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so it's just it's super. It's just a weird concept for it. But on top of that, it doesn't change your aesthetic. And for a game that's a, that is played entirely in third person. Like it does not change how you look in any way, shape, or form. There are there's a separate whole cosmetic section to the game. So while you're constantly getting all this stuff, you're not looking any different. So you never feel like you're playing it. You're just incrementally doing a little bit better. So that in of itself just takes out a huge perk of uh, why people play these games. Um, because like at best, there you now know there's a limited amount of skins in the game. So then that kind of takes it away.
2: Well, so um, I remember, God, it was uh, it was Marvel Heroes. I don't know if. Anybody remembers that game? I do. It, oh, oh The Rise God. of the Imperfects? Oh my gosh, it was such a great game. It just like it had so much promise, but I think it was a Gazillion Games was doing it and stuff. They just dropped the ball um yeah. over and over and over again and stuff until eventually now it's now it's just gone. Um, but yeah. that was a game. It so it was very much like D, like a like a dungeon crawler, very much like Diablo, um, but you got to play from a crazy large roster of Marvel uh, heroes and stuff. Um, but as you would pick up items uh, to upgrade your gear and everything like that, it also wouldn't like show, wouldn't be displayed uh, on your character or anything, but that was okay because the game was fun, and so yeah. I think like it's easy to overlook, you know, the aesthetics, you know, changing as you, you know, as you pick up items and upgrade and everything like that. If the game is still fun, and from what I've yeah. read, that like that's like the core problem of the game.
0: <laughs> it, it it is. So the the actual story itself is like surprisingly good. Like the relationships that you see between Kamala and Bruce Banner are amazing. Like they and they act uh differently enough from their uh, mcu counterparts where it's like okay this this actually does work fairly well so the story is great and the initial first couple of like missions you play as each of the characters works very very well and then it just stops the interest level just dies completely because it just starts becoming unbelievably repetitive and very short uh so mm. like you would actually just go to uh go to a certain location and and do your mission, and the mission is just very confined to like this one like uh, section of the giant map, very much kind of like how Destiny is. Like, so you just kind of you teleport to an area, you do that one bit, and then you go back to your home, pla- uh, back to the traveler or whatever. Except so this time you go back to a helicarrier, so it has that same kind of like random loop, but it has a lot of like little technical problems with it too. So yeah, like playing on PC, the PC multiplayer is dead. It is less than a thousand <laughs> players right now on Steam. So it's it's de- wow. it's dead in the water now at this point.
3: Yes. So the the number was they sold uh, three million copies of it,
0: and, Ugh, they, and they
3: expected by now to at least have sold five million. So yeah,
0: yeah. So, so yeah. 60, so they missed the projections.
3: Yeah. So sixty three million dollar loss on on that. Like, which is fuck,
0: man.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. That's not that small change, eh? Sixty three yeah. mil. that's quite a pretty penny.
0: Yeah, and so bet- between that, the fact that the actual base game itself is so short. And they just also announced too, and probably because of COVID that the, the next bit of DLC, which is going to be the Hawkeye DLC has been delayed.
4: Mm-hmm. Like
0: it's just all the bad things that could have happened to it. Um, cause people were like, well, the problem with a game like this is if you're going to have a short, um, base game, you better be ready to go pretty quickly with new content. Cause people are going to get bored by after the first weekend and they had nothing. Yeah. They were just trying to do like new, like, Oh, do your new weeklies or do your new dailies. And everyone I was talking to, uh, was just like the first day everyone was like, yeah, this is actually pretty fun. But by day two, they're like, all right, let's get a little bored. by day, by the next weekend, it's gone. Like I could not find anybody to play with online. Dude. And now was just, sure. I ended up uninstalling it. Um, I would still recommend that people play it, but I would say very much say this is a, a, at best a $20 game. Like when it gets that cheap, it's, it's definitely worth eight hours to play through the story and just be able to see, uh, Kamala, who's instantly became one of my favorite characters and oddly enough as an npc her dad i like i love that i want that guy to be my dad like he was such a great character
3: that's <laughs> some of the stuff i've heard in the in the youtube video reviews and stuff is like it's a great game for this the main story and as ironically enough her dad too <laughs> yeah. and uh and they said it's a great for that but the game is not worth in its current state the full value that they're trying to charge for it is that the it up on a sale. yeah so
0: it's like yeah.
3: oh shit okay
0: <laughs> yeah and a and a deep discount sale too like holy shit like they're basically giving it away like it's like, i kind of imagine like when games if GameStop's still around at this point who knows it's a great bargain bin game like you're just kind of looking around like i can't think of anything else it's a buy two get one free sale for used games i don't know oh shit <laughs> avengers like yeah. it's that kind of a game like it's something like it's, right, it's well it requires very minimal investment because you're gonna play through it once and you're done
3: Jeez, man
0: uh, uh, and it's a shame considering it's the avengers
3: yeah, so like when I think of Marvel games that are done right, I, I think of the first two Ultimate Alliance games. <laughs> like, yeah, those games are so fucking good. And not only that, the uh, the X Men ones that came before that.
0: Oh, yeah, the, like the Apocalypse one and... Uh, oh, dude, X-Men Apocalypse yeah. was, was... Legends, I think. Yes, X-Men
3: Legends, yeah. One of the best fucking games, man. Like having those four players and freely switching through them or playing with three of your buddies and just all fucking shit up, you know, with that Diablo-style yep. loot system. It, it They're just fucking great. Ultimate Alliance 3, Ugh. I couldn't get into. Like I could have want to. No. It just it felt too uh it felt too linear it just kind of felt like i'm walking point a to point b and the loot was never like an incremental it was like incremental upgrades not like some massive thing and the skill trees just weren't there and
2: yeah i had a hard time with uh yeah with the alliance three also i just i don't know one and two i i loved but three i was just like "Ah, i just i'm gonna put this down i'll pick it back up maybe
3: (laughs) maybe like myself and you and Chris, because I think all three of us have it. Like maybe if we try nope. playing it, like you don't have it anymore.
0: I traded it in after the first week.
3: Ah shit! I say, well, if the three of us could play it together. Maybe it wouldn't be as bad. Definitely give
0: it a try, Julian.
3: Me, <laughs> yeah. me and you can. We'll do go two and two. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd be into that. But what I yeah. missed was Jean Grey, man. Like in you know, Ultimate Alliance oh, yeah. Two, Jean Grey was like my fucking damn I'd love to grab like groups of people just slam them into the fucking walls, you know what I mean? And just fucking wreck people left and right. And then I got this one and I'm like, oh, Spider-Man's cool, I guess.
0: <laughs> All four of them. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm going to get
3: Spider-Man, yeah. and Miles Morales, get Spider-Woman. <laughs> yep, Spider-Gwen and Venom. Yep.
1: It's the Spider-Chicky.
0: Spider-Chicky?
1: Yeah, like a spider, spider girl.
0: Oh, there, there's two. Yeah, yeah there's spider Spider-Gwen spider and uh, Spider-Woman. I thought of a little baby chicken. I huh? was like, <laughs> oh yeah. I, I was like, I know there's Peter Porker yeah. like from uh, thanks to it's the Spider-Verse, yeah. I'm sure there's a yeah, there, there, Spider-Chicky there. out there
2: somewhere in some extended universe.
3: <laughs> so anyways, yeah, that's what I've been up to. It's just a whole lot of uh TV and gaming and just just relaxing, man. So Nice. Uh, Chris, what have you been up to?
0: I've just been doing a bit of streaming. So on Sunday, I picked up Watch Dogs Legion and gave that a shot for uh, for a few hours, and it's honestly fairly solid. Uh, the uh, The whole idea of being able to recruit anybody in London is is generally pretty interesting, and. Uh, I made it a point that my first recruit was going to be a, like this very sweet looking old lady. <laughs> and it is so much fun being an old woman who watching her, they put on a gas mask, uh, entering into like a forbidden territory and then just start shooting motherfuckers. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So be- because she's also somebody who is against violence, you're using a stun gun, but still just watching her do headshots while you see her just very kind of slowly creep around is the most adorable slash violent thing I've ever done in a game. (laughs) Like it is so much fun. It's like, you're basically just watching like your great aunt Esther just go like, I have to go dearie. Granny needs to go drop a bitch and just goes off and then just go saves the day. Like it's so much fun (laughs) to see that.
3: That was the major selling point of that game.
0: Yeah, it is. It's just absolutely just like picking like a random person off the street and be like, Hey, you're a superhero. Now they're like, I I will do that. Yes. Like they're not even remotely arguing (laughs) with it. (laughs) Yeah, it's so, it, like, uh, at the time of this recording, I'm streaming this uh, tomorrow, and just, yeah, I'm just really excited to play more as as that badass grandma. <laughs> um, there was a problem that they ended up having, though, because the game is, of course, they didn't have to, like, pre-program every single individual character. They used algorithms, and they do all this stuff to kind of create a bunch of random characters. And they really accidentally apparently weren't paying enough attention to, like, what they should filter out uh, because of all the randomization. And they accidentally, uh, somebody found uh, a playable character who was a convicted sex offender.
1: <gasps> Oopsie.
0: And so you can recruit and play the game as that. And they're like, oh, no, they messed up. Sorry, sorry. So I think they've, they fixed it since then. But it was just like the, oh, you didn't think about filtering that crap out? They <laughs> <laughs> I mean, put it in for a reason, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It, it was it was just purely accidental. I think they just were using a lot of like keywords and phrases to cre- kind of like create the algorithms to to generate the characters uh, throughout London. And it just, they didn't catch uh, accidentally creating registered sex offender. But yeah, that would be, how bad would that be though? Like you beat the game, like London's been saved. By, like who saved us is all like Nigel Stevenson's like the sex offender. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Oh, good! I'm glad we're safe
2: now. Ooh, ooh You well. also have the option to take that sex offender and run him into a like a hail of gunfire. That is true. You, you, <laughs> you can just really too. yeah. So,
4: yeah, maybe like, that
0: was, why I was in there in the first place. <laughs> maybe that was the intention. Uh-huh. So, yeah, uh, played that. I did some uh, more Star Wars cooking. Um, and I did, I didn't realize that like my cooking stream uh like I usually started about like 6 p.m. Pacific time I didn't actually finish until closer to like nine o'clock so I had like a super late uh dinner that night but it was really good um made the the front cover to the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge cookbook nice and of course we, we did our, our stream on Wednesday uh thir- I did make a, a a new decision too with my streams in uh, Thursdays I've up to this point has been Star Wars the Old Republic uh just because after we did that Star Wars uh episode. I got really back into wanting to do more Star Wars stuff. And like, I just kind of like, I want to be real strategic with when I do go online and do stream and just look at the metrics like Star Wars, uh, the old public is not bringing in the viewer. So I was like, okay, I need to figure out what I want to do differently. So I'm now going to start doing cooking streams uh, every Thursday now as well. Oh, that's
1: cool. Cool.
0: So I figured like, you know what? Like I just kind of maybe ask a little bit of variety. So instead of just, just doing exclusively Star Wars galaxy's edge, I can just uh, order some other kind of geeky cookbooks which there are several out there. So I picked up... Uh, the Amazon was doing a sale, so I got Elder Scrolls uh, cookbook, the Fallout uh, cookbook, oh. and I did not know this was a thing, the Destiny cookbook.
3: Hmm. I can't even think of food in that game, dude. Right. It's like, why is... It? You should just cheap out, like, on Thursdays and just make, like, a salad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was my first cooking a salad. Like, I made a wedge salad, basically. And it took forever because I had to make my own dressing, from, uh, which took god damn that took a long time but why oh because i was supposed to use a, a food processor and and i i had to learn the hard way that before uh. i just uh, do the uh, do a cooking stream i should probably look at what tools i need besides just the ingredients mm. so that was yeah that's a good point yeah. that's a for me. so i did not really i did not need a food processor up to that point so then i had to make it like basically try to like mix everything by hand which took forever
4: <laughs> uh, and
0: so it didn't quite look right so then i did the, another cooking stream the next day doing it proper and it was much much better Okay. Um, yes, I did that. Uh, I did a uh, Final Fantasy Friday stream where I did some Final Fantasy 4, which was a lot, a lot of fun to play that uh, that game again, because again, we've talked about that before. And um, yeah, I'm going to be look forward to watching some Mandalorian and, and in between that and hit refresh on my CNN uh, website. <laughs> which hopefully by the time this recording comes out, we'll <laughs> know who, who's going to be running this country. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully so.
3: Hey, I have a question uh, on that Watchdog Legion's a uh, well, question and then a comment, actually. Uh, if you Since you can just recruit whoever, if you die in a mission, do you just lose that person?
0: So they do give you the option at the beginning of the game. Uh, you can either do it where if they get uh, get killed, either they'll be imprisoned or they'll be hospitalized, and so there's going to be a cooldown time before they can be used again, or you can actually choose for legit permadeath.
3: I that's quick to sleep, mm. dude.
0: Yeah. That's so... what I was wondering,
3: because like with the ability to get whoever, you would think... Uh, you'd want to do permadeath, right?
0: It depends. So if, if all things were equal, yeah. Um, so if you're like, oh, okay, well that sucks. But the, the kind of the thing is that every single citizen, again, because of the randomization, uh, like will have its own unique skills and there are like elite, much better, uh, citizens that you can recruit. So you can actually can recruit like bounty hunters and mercenaries to join the cause. And so if they, like they come with like hell of good stats and great armor and like all these extra buffs and stuff. And like the, like these teamwork uh, bonuses and stuff too. So there kind of is a perk for the long term to not do the permadeath. Because if the, like if you lose one of those elite guys because you were fucking around and accidentally drove into like a cliff. You know, th- then they're gone. And they're per- and forever for the rest of the game. But if you choose to turn uh, to not have that, then you're just kind of, you just can't use them for a few hours instead.
3: I wasn't a big fan of like permadeath in, in games until I played... Uh that fire emblem three houses. Yeah. And I just decided, you know, I was like, fuck it. I'll turn on the permadeath. And I got 90% of the way through the game. And then on the last battle, uh, I lost like three of my characters, <laughs> like to the permadeath. And I was like, oh my fucking God, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that last battle a fucking joke either. Like it definitely jumps up in difficulty like what the fuck the rest of that game is a a breeze for the most part and then you do that last battle and you're like what the fuck who programmed this dude (laughs) yeah it's hard but uh i lost a couple of people to to permadeath and uh, like i genuinely felt compassion i was like i fucking leveled you up from the beginning (laughs) like (laughs) oh man i was tore up from it but after that like permadeath was something that i was, was interested in so i think if i pick up uh legion i'll probably play in a permadeath setting just to you know what i mean just i know that that person needs to get it done or they're or i'm fucked
2: right mm-hmm.
0: and like one thing i did which i was kind of glad I, I gave this a shot too was i went on pc and they uh they have the you play like plus option or whatever the hell it is it's their own personal service like you know like ea tried doing it too and all the other companies and it's fifteen bucks a month, but they also do give you access to their full library. And it's like, you know what? Like, I I didn't really want to spend sixty bucks on Legion, but like, you know, I could spend fifteen bucks for like a and call it like an extended rental for the month, because again, by by the time the recording of this already be out. Like, I just got like while we're recording this, the confirmation that my copy of Assassin's Creed Valhalla is being shipped and will be here on Tuesday. <laughs>
1: oh uh, that's awesome
0: yeah so i'm going and i got like the big ass uh collection edition too with the giant statue and everything too so my uh oh, nice. my, my background is gonna now have an, uh, a new statue when i stream which i'm excited for so it's like i, I kind of struggled to justify uh spending full price of that one knowing I'm, i have that coming out and then this friday is also going to be uh the playstation five so i was like i don't know it's that's not really nice <laughs> Yeah, it is. But again, like Walmart can send me an email like tomorrow going like, no, nope, sorry, we've we messed up. And and then I'm, I'm out of luck again. But yeah, that's been what I've been up to this week. But enough about what we've been up to. Let's get into the heart and soul of today's podcast. I'm very excited to have on the old podcast, Twitch streamer and all around awesome human being Joyful Jupiter. Joops, thanks so much for stopping by.
5: Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Ah,
0: look at that. Um, <laughs> so, um... Uh, <laughs> Why don't you go uh, and introduce yourselves, uh, let the folks know who you are, what you do, what you're all about, all that fun stuff.
5: Okay. Um, my username is Joyful Jupiter, but most people call me Jupiter. Um, and I'm a variety streamer on Twitch. I stream uh, just part-time right now because I also work in the video game industry. Uh, I am a game dev. And, uh, oh, nice. Thank you. Um, so I'm all games all the time, basically. But my my stream is a very wholesome place. Um, <laughs> it's very positive. I'm a queer streamer, so I have an LGBTQIA plus uh, community, which is um, amazing. And I I stream a lot of Animal Crossing, but I also like to play indie games and horror games every now and again.
0: Did I hear Animal Crossing? You did. Yes. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, no. That's actually how I met Joops was was through Animal Crossing.
5: Yes. Uh, Animal Crossing, I'd say, is like kind of my main game uh, because it's my favorite game. I am probably obsessed with it. Um, I have two islands, so I have lots to do always, which is great for content, great for streaming. Um, I always have sort of like a new project I want to work on uh, or a new event that I want to do with my community, and it makes it really great for streaming.
0: Very cool.
3: How did you guys meet on there? Are you just selling the beats or whatever? And Chris came and bought some or what?
5: So Chris, what happened exactly? Chris, I got, you rated me right. Randomly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah. At the time I had stuck with primarily being, uh, when I first started streaming, I was really into final fantasy 14 and I started building a little bit of a community, uh, from there. And somebody on my stream had suggested or asked me if I was going to ever go into animal crossing. I said like, I am never in a million years going to play animal crossing. Like I've, (laughs) It was some, never said anything that even interested me. Even work, when I worked at GameStop, it was always something that was there and it always sold out and all that stuff. I was like, oh, well, what is it? And I finally started asking more questions about it. And I think just the, kind of that discussion and me being at the time, like in my early 20s, like this is dumb. You know, just building a house, that's silly. And... <laughs> just paying mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then it, the Tom Nook stuff just really kind of weirded me out. And uh, like just just hearing the concept behind it, it's like, that just seems super weird. But <laughs> at, at, at one point though, it was... Uh, like, I did decide, like, you know what, Like, I will give this one thing for being a Twitch streamer, for you, and uh, Jupiter may, uh, you might echo the same thing, but it does get you out of your comfort zone of, of what you're used to and does kind of encourage you to, to try something that you wouldn't normally do. Um, in my case, it was Animal Crossing,
5: yeah. Uh, I, I love Animal Crossing because to me, it's a community game, um, and and that I really, really like. It's also a very laid back and relaxed game, there's no punishment of any kind, um, and I am. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's true. The wasps <laughs> there's there's very small punishments, but
4: Scorpions.
5: nothing like uh nothing major that 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 makes you wanna put the game down or you can't progress. You know what I mean? Right. Um And I guess maybe that's not true for everyone, because I know some people struggle to get like to a five star island or to think of a theme for their island. But I don't know why it's just always kind of clicked for me. I just like this is a world that I would like to live in if I could. And so instead, I'll just, you know, play in this world as much as possible.
0: And actually, having played it now for, for like I think I probably played for about maybe two or three months of it too. I now absolutely understand the appeal for that too. I understand a hundred percent what you're saying. Uh, like it is so fun to like when you start to kind of like have the idea in your head of like what something's gonna look like, and then over the course of like maybe anywhere from maybe a couple of days to a few weeks, you start to kind of build it, and then you see it, and it is so genuinely gratifying.
5: Yeah, like seeing your progress or seeing what you what you create, um, it it feels really good. And especially when you know, it's something that you're excited about, like a lot of people do specific themed islands, like I just did uh, on my second island, I did a Halloween themed island completely. Uh, I got spooky villagers, I got all of the Halloween recipes, and the whole island was decorated spooky. And so for all of October, that's what I worked on. Uh, with my community. And they helped out by, you know, giving me items, giving me materials when I needed them. And we, you know, we built this together. And then on Halloween, uh, we celebrated, we we had a party on the island all together. And it was, it was so fun. You know, I, we felt so accomplished. Um, and that is what's so great to me about Animal Crossing and streaming. It, it, it's like the perfect collaboration, I think.
0: And, and, and I'll say like, so after one of my streams of, uh, first playing animal crossing, where I was so, so proud that I moved a tree, I was like, I did, I did a thing. I am God. Um, I I, uh, I was wrapping up for the stream and uh, I just decided like Yo, let's go raid another Animal Crossing uh, streamer and that's how I've, I just saw Joyful Jupiter on there I was like that's a cool name and raided your channel and then like here we are now look at yeah, that
5: yeah many months later I mean this is when I was very early into streaming I actually just started streaming uh, in January of this year so I haven't even been streaming for a full year yet uh, which is crazy almost there and yeah Chris was one of the first mm. people to raid me um, and then I I think soon after that I, I raided Chris back at some point mm-hmm. on a different day and I got to meet uh, some other friends uh, that were in Chris's community and and since then we've just we've maintained our friendship and it's grown as well. I mean, Chris has met some of my other friends and my mods who are also streamers and that's the great thing about Twitch, right? You just you you have this network of people and you just continue and continue to meet people and make a big community of friends. And I don't know, it's really awesome.
0: Yeah, it, it's been, it's been such a unique experience, especially when I decided like I was done with streaming too when I uh, a few months ago. And then when I came back, like, uh, and a lot of folks actually from your community were super excited when I decided like, well, let's just try it again. Um, like I know three or four names off the top of my head who are from your community who are just really excited to see me back and, and have been back on my streams. And again, like, I think, like, I am very glad I am back. Like, I kind of need it for myself personally, but Like just uh, like knowing that my community is, was built, uh, 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 in part, thanks, thanks to you as well for it too. Like I have a lot of respect and a lot of appreciation for you and your community as well. Um, because like, I was so scared, honestly, that like I was going to go back into doing this and no one would give a shit. Like it would just be like, oh, who cares? Like, you know, you had like two viewers at a time anyway it wasn't matter, but like, that is not the case. Like my stream has, has thankfully been doing a little bit better now too. And it's again, thanks to like folks like for like you and your people from your channel too, that just made coming back such a warm and welcoming experience.
5: I'm so no, glad. Thank you. I'm so glad you're back. You're so welcome. Um it, it's scary to go live, it is. It's really scary and it that doesn't matter if you have two viewers or if you have 200 viewers. Like you never know what to expect. It's all on the spot. Mm-hmm. Um a, a day can bring anything. Uh and so you know, one of the reasons I wanted to start streaming was to make more friendships and build a community and have people that would support me and have my back. And so I could do that for them as well. You know, I think it's, it has to be a symbiotic relationship. Obviously you can't be best friends with everyone you meet through Twitch, but I think like, you know, it's, it's easy to go out and support people whenever you can, whenever you have the bandwidth, um, and, and show them some love and, and people will do that right back. You know, that's, that's the great thing about it.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, and also that does that kind of lead to one thing that I've always really kind of appreciated about the streams uh, that I've watched from you. Like even when you play like something like Resident Evil seven for, for Halloween, like that, that's a, by its very nature, it's a scary game. It's easy to kind of get into like a more of a kind of a, like a darker mood, but you still managed to play Resident Evil seven, like with still like that same level of positivity and high level of energy and all that so like I just was always kind of curious and I always wanted to kind of ask you like how do you kind of like sort of like maintain that through uh like for stream after stream like is it just something that's kind of developed organically is it something that you have to kind of remind yourself throughout the whole thing
5: for me I I think that I really try very hard to be 100% my authentic self uh on stream and um that is like kind of the environment that I have always wanted to create is to just be positive, uplifting, welcoming, comfortable. Um, You know, when I, when I started streaming, I wrote these things down. I was like, what, who am I? What do I want to portray to the world? And what do I want my community to be? You know, these are the questions I asked myself. And um, I I really wrote this down. I wrote down answers. I talked to uh, my partner, my mods, who are my very close friends, um, and you know, we, we developed a plan of, of what I think would work for me. And I, I go back to this very often. Um, so I think a lot of it does come naturally just because of maybe my personality or, or, you know, who I am inside or whatever you want to say. Um, but I go back to it every now and again, you know, if I have a, 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 bad stream or if I have a day where I don't feel as good about my content or what I'm putting out there, I think, um, you know. Think back to what you wanted to build. Think back to those questions. And I check in with myself um, and I just remind myself that even on a bad day or even on a day when we're playing Resident Evil 7 and I'm terrified out of my mind, uh, I'm still having fun. People are there having fun with me. So everything's great, you know, whether it's 20 people or whether it's 80 people, you know, Um, so I I just like to check in with myself and really go back to like the roots of, of why I'm why I'm doing this.
0: Nice, like I respect that. Thank you. A lot
3: of people seem to really like uh, uh, watching the streamers get reactions and stuff. You know, uh, like when they're jumping and stuff, and they're they're obviously scared of whatever's going on. You know, the audience seems to engage in it more because they may have jumped at the same thing. So it's almost like that human re- interaction, right? With, without having it per se.
5: Right, it is, and um, so I, I have a theater background. I have my bachelor's degree uh, in theater performance, and I've done musicals, plays, singing, choir, like all my life. That's that's my roots, and so I I always loved the idea of streaming because I thought, well, this is a way that I can you know put on a performance but as myself and so that that idea was always really exciting to me so I really try to keep it as natural that the reactions like I really I'm just I'm just up there really just reacting to things in time I'm not trying to plan anything out um and for a game you know like Resident Evil 7 it's really easy yeah. <laughs> because it is very scary and I am reacting and um it, it's fun when when the viewers you know feed off of that when the community is like oh I just jumped too. Or, oh, I just got really scared, too. Like, I I love that. And it just it makes me want to keep keep doing these things.
3: I like watching the streams when uh, people are playing something real scary, like we're playing Phasmophobia or something like that. I went back and like watched the Chris's chat on Twitch when we were playing, you know what I mean? People are seeing stuff in the background and kind of commented on it as we're playing and we're not seeing it. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to go see that stuff and, uh, you know, them engage in it as well
5: yeah i mean the 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 viewers the community is is just as much as, as part of what's happening uh you know as the streamer as the game it's it's a whole package and I think that that's um you know you have to have some good chemistry with those things obviously um mm-hmm. but but when you find that or when you can build on that it's like it's a really beautiful thing
3: I kind of like what we're doing right now with uh uh with this podcast is we're also streaming like once a week or we had the stream. Uh, last week for the Halloween stuff. Uh, that's two weeks ago now, probably. Uh, but, you know, we're just... Week. Was it last God I, I guess it, by the time this is out, yeah. Yeah. Um, it just feels, it feels like this whole week has felt like two months, dude. <laughs> yes, it has.
4: Yes. <laughs>
3: but, uh, like, doing this, those weekly streams with the podcast and everything like that, like, we obviously all have the chemistry from doing this. So it translates well into, like, the Twitch streams and stuff like that. And we all have a good time doing it. Um, and so I'm hoping that... Uh, as we go along, you know, growing a twist community at the same time will kind of help our podcast. Um, but regardless, I enjoy doing it. I don't personally stream myself. We just kind of go off of Chris's. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But like, it's 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 a fun experience, even if I can't see the chat and you know interact with them per se.
0: Yeah. Um. So kind of what you're you're mentioning too, you, like in terms of like the you know m- maintaining the positivity and just trying building that that that, that community. Like, I'm kind of curious. I have not seen this on your uh, or, have, or seen this happen on your streams yet. But like, have you actually uh, been trolled? Has somebody come in there who just decided just to be like an absolute uh, like jerk? And like, how do you how do you handle it?
5: Oh yes, many times. Thankfully, oh. as of recently, it hasn't happened. Um, but I actually. The, the day that I was starting my second island, when I got my second Switch and a second copy of the game, which the community helped me helped me get, uh, wow. which was very, very kind of them, because uh, they wanted more. You know, they wanted more Animal Crossing content. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah. It was a Saturday. I was so excited for the stream. It was a very big stream. Um, you know, like we had like over 50 viewers, which is like really exciting for me. Um, and I got a hate raid. And no. I don't know if you've heard about these. No. <laughs> no goodness uh,
1: me, that sounds horrible.
5: Yes, it's awful. So essentially what happens is people will be on a third-party website uh, restreaming Twitch streams. And they will target people. Often it is women and LGBTQ folks. Ugh. Um, and they will just send their cronies, uh, you know, to the chat. So it's not a real raid. So you don't know what's happening. Your, your chat just starts to get flooded with hate messages. Oh. Uh, and they're often very, uh, disgusting messages, uh, especially obviously to women. And so this starts happening. Um, and I, I see it happening out of the corner of my eye, but I'm like, oh my God, like, what is happening? This is wild. Thankfully, I have amazing mods who um, are were very attentive that day and on on big stream days especially. And so they, you know, dealt with it right away as best they could and just started, you know, banning people and deleting the messages. Um, but I, I just try to not even notice it. (laughs) That's kind of my plan. I try to not let it shake me. I try to give no reaction because that's what they want. You know, that's, that's, that's why they're doing it. They're trying to rock people. They're trying to shake you, um, and, and get that live reaction for whatever reason they find it entertaining or funny. I don't know. Um, that's a shame. Yeah. It's really sad. Um, and I, I actually know quite a few of uh, women streamers who this has happened to, but I, I really just try not to even acknowledge it. That's just my, my approach. And I let the mod, you know, the mods deal with it. That's what the mods are there for. And then we'll talk to the community, you know, after stream or after it's over and say like, sorry that anyone had to see those messages, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's not even worth my time. Yeah. Like I,
0: I've got, like, I've had my fair share or two of like, I, thankfully I've, I don't, uh, I've been, uh, hate rated before too but i mean i've had folks who've come on and like i, I remember there was this one uh i was streaming dragonball uh Kakarot, and all of a sudden like i had about like about six or seven folks uh jumping into the stream and they're all saying like oh yeah we're, we're uh we're all friends just from italy and we're all just kind of hanging out and just uh, on our computers we're just kind of hitting up random uh streams like oh you know thanks for hanging out appreciate it and it starts off like very very kind of instant enough for two where they're just asking where i'm from what do i do and all that other stuff what i think of the game and then they started kind of asking me more like personal questions, so, like, "Do I speak Italian?" And I was like, "No, unfortunately, you know, I, I speak a little bit Spanish, um, and I used to be able to speak some Japanese, and that's fucking gone." But um, then, uh,
2: started, <laughs> yeah, that's
0: <laughs> like that is a year's worth of college credits right there. <laughs> in, in that sense. Okay, bro. Yeah, yeah. Sentai. So, I'm yep. still here, by the way.
3: Good. I
2: mean,
3: <laughs> um, you said japan they, and we all came out of the woodwork exactly like,
4: <laughs> oh, <it's
3: in> <laughs> oh, we're talking we talk manga
4: we're talking <laughs> weed life
0: <laughs> dubs or dubs. subs or dubs bro yeah <laughs> so like, i'll do I'll, I'll do a dub but if i have my choice no um <laughs> Don't get me started. But they, they started to uh to ask me uh, yo can i say something in italian and it's like well well, what do you want me to say? And like, thankfully, Italian and Spanish have enough basic rough similarities where I was mm-hmm. starting to see like, this sounds like profanity, or this sounds like like you're trying to say something sexual. So I started like Google translating on my phone. It's like, oh, for God's sake! And it was all like this really gross, graphic stuff. For two, it is it like seriously. Like I think it would be funny if I was younger, but I'm like at the time, I'm like I'm 36 at the time. Like I have a mortgage and I have like car payments. And I'm like I don't have time for this shit, man.
5: I just I don't think it's funny at all, personally. I don't know. It to me, it's like it's resemblant of like high school bullies. I I don't know. I don't. It see it What's funny about it? Um, the other thing I very often get there's two types of trolls in my chat one they're trying to hit on me uh and ask me out uh or use pickup lines or say gross things to me um which is an immediate ban because my mods do not mess with that and i love them Mm -hmm. um and the other is the backseater and Uh i very clearly mark all of my streams and in my rules, no backseating, no spoilers. You know, if I need help, I'll ask. And a lot of people don't like that. If I'm not doing something uh, the way that they would do it, or whatever it may be, they make sure to let me know in chat, and it's it's very rude. Or they'll or they'll just tell me, uh, "Are you sure that you know how to play this game?" or it's like a myriad of very stupid things that are said to me. And I'm like, I am literally a video game dev. This is so <laughs> beyond uh, insulting. And in those instances, sometimes I will pop off, but I try not to.
0: And also, I even think of like, rightfully so for it too. Like, I, I kind of like, the best I've been able to kind of establish for this stuff is like, it is a... It, not that it, it's well, partially it's establishing dominance for you. They want to say like they want to be the one in control mm-hmm. and be able to tell you what to do because mm-hmm. it gives them a sense of empowerment and entitlement. That like they're the ones who helped you get through the game. It wasn't your skill. It wasn't your anything. It was them helping you. So right. it makes them feel better for. It, which is still it's horseshit.
5: Yeah. It it and I just tell them you know hey if, if you don't like the way I'm playing it you can you have two options you can go watch someone else or you can go stream it yourself.
0: <laughs> yep. Like webcams are still 150 bucks on Amazon. Go for it. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> oh god like someday they'll be easy to find this shit again yeah but, um kind of transitioning from that into like kind of going into animal crossing so like i said, I, ha- I have not actually touched the game game in probably about three or four months for two so i know i've missed out on a few of the different events for it um but i still like i i, d- I did enjoy the game for what it was and i do enjoy like the, the kind of the relaxing environment for it too the the sort of the casual nature of of the entire thing for two but also like when i was playing i never want to say it was this anxiety but it's always like this feeling like i need to do something else like there's always another thing another thing another thing like for somebody like you who's been playing this game for for a long time who's obviously very very good at it because i've seen your islands they're absolutely fucking phenomenal looking um really I, i absolutely adore the attention detail you put on all your stuff um, and then also seeing like the, the people on your streams seeing their islands too, it's was like, Oh my God. Like I see like all this level of detail and theming. And then I look at my Island is like, look at this piece of shit. Oh my God. <laughs> no. Like I was so, like the highlight of one of my streams is I made a chair.
5: That's great. That's it was a
0: good cheer. It was a good cheer.
5: That's, that's amazing. Yeah, hey
2: man, you may have a piece of shit island, but it's your island. Exactly. it's a shit. Yeah. yeah, mine is <laughs> awful. It is uninspired, but I love the little town that I have. And like, I there, there's some like there's some villagers that like I'll see them like stomping their feet and talking to themselves, and like oh, I think I'm gonna leave. I'm like, fuck, no, you're not. Stay here. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> like no, no,
0: no. The the, the the rabbit can leave. I don't care. But Bill, you're staying here, Billy. <laughs> like you go play on the one jungle gym that's over there and that's all we have for entertainment
5: you get one chair and you get a house enjoy
0: it exactly
2: billy and renee are ogs and they're
0: sticking around so i delete the game Hug. Like, I'm genuinely scared that I'm going to go back to my island, and there's been a purge, and I just didn't even realize it. Like, it, without the mayor there, they started surviving for food, and they start coming up with the rules.
5: It, well, or fortunately, in, in New Horizons, they will never move out on you. In previous games, they would just up and leave your ass, but it is not like that anymore. They have very much toned down the aggressiveness of the villagers over the years. I,
2: I thought you were wow. going to say, unfortunately, they don't purge in this version of the
5: game. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, this, <laughs> what version do I need to play? No, no. <laughs> See, some people, pre- some people prefer that, like where they would leave or because it's more, I guess, incentive to log in every day. Um, and this is like, there's, there's, there's really no punishment in New Horizons. Like they right. will always ask you to leave and you always have the choice to have them leave or stay, which I like because if I want to take a week break and play other games, I know my babies will be fine. Uh, but it just depends on who you ask.
3: God, yeah. what, a, what an experience that is. Can I move? You're like, no, I'm going to get back <laughs> on in a month. Yeah. Well, come on. I never heard You never hear you. more are starving. You're like, well, no, you no. can stay. I'll be back, I promise.
5: They're fine. They're fine. Yeah.
3: I fine. planted plenty of fruit for you. There's random people coming, right? They bring you cherries and berries and shit.
0: Just eat that. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any money. Well, that's not my problem. <laughs> You're on a keto diet. It's fine, dude. <laughs> Tom, look, he's got everything.
1: If you do come back in and they've like plundered the place and they've started eating some of the other villagers, and it's like
5: more oh you know, survival
0: Fuck, game of the year, dude, Lord of the Fly yeah. shit.
4: Yeah.
5: <laughs> oh yeah, that's a different game. It's yeah, aliens yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh Can no. you imagine? Yeah. I'm, gonna,
3: I'm gonna put that I, in I'm there, sure like uh, but, uh, Put that in there, like what that experience must be like for them. Uh, you know, if you don't log in for like two months, and they're like, oh, "I wonder where our mayor is," and all of a sudden you delete the game, and there's just big black wave of death, just wiping all their stuff. <gasps> <yeah. laughs>
5: I can't think about it. It's so sad. That, yeah.
3: He said he was gonna come back. Just a yeah. Snap. <laughs> It's like the bear said he was just going out for
0: cigarettes and he just never
3: returned. <laughs> Mr.
0: <laughs> Mr. Nook. I don't
3: feel so good, yeah.
0: <laughs> but all that like, and, and just even with this conversation alone is enough for make me like, I have my animal crossing switch cartridge is in my living room. It's Like maybe just for a little bit, but uh, so, so with that, like what is like your best advice for somebody who's brand new to animal Crossing altogether? Like what is like a, a this is like what you should be doing. Uh, first and foremost.
5: The best advice I can give someone who's starting to play Animal Crossing is find a community. There are so many amazing Animal Crossing communities out there, and everyone that I have been a part of for a short amount of time, a long amount of time, if I'm still a part of it. it, everyone is so welcoming and so helpful. This game is amazing because you can, um, it's, it's very collaborative. You know, people can give you items, they can give you clothing, they can give you materials, you can trade villagers. Um, you can visit each other. I mean, the the most fun part about this game is is playing it with others. That's, that's how, that's how I feel. Um, and I didn't play other Animal Crossing games growing up. I wanted to. I always liked the series, but growing up, I couldn't afford game consoles for a long time. Um, And so I didn't play my first Animal Crossing game until Pocket Camp, which is a mobile game. (laughs) Uh, That was my first one, too. Yeah, which is amazing. And I I loved it. And then, you know, once New Horizons got announced, I was like, oh, my God, this is my time. I can finally afford to buy a Switch. I'm going to buy a Switch. I'm going to get this game. And this is going to be my life. And... I never thought I'd be where I am now, you know, where I stream Animal Crossing all the time. I have two islands. I have a very dedicated community of Animal Crossing players. We all play together. We have events. Um, I I never envisioned that, you know, but when I started streaming, I just instantly started meeting people, other people that play Animal Crossing, um, viewers that were looking for people to play Animal Crossing with. It's a beautiful, amazing community. And the best advice I can give to you is find others to play with um they will help you they will teach you things and uh you'll 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 never go without it's a very very giving community
0: nice and like it so uh, like you start kind of building your island you start kind of getting the houses you get start getting the villagers in and all that stuff or two like and you start to get you're starting to get ready for like a theme mm-hmm. for you. you decide like you know what, i'm like my theme is gonna be like i have one of my friends like his was entire like horror shop kind of stuff where she's so oh, like all the nice. houses had like some sort of like horror theme to it too like his his own personal house like his basic he's calling it a, it's a sex dungeon he built a sex dungeon <laughs> um like there there's cages there's a bed there's chains no but, um
5: oh that's certainly a theme
0: it is a theme yeah so like so when you are somebody who's going out for and you do want to build that theme for too like again like where, where do you find your inspiration for doing stuff like that like so when you decide to do like the halloween ones or the stuff that you've done on your islands for too or your other villager uh your other uh Members of the community, when they decide to come up with the theme, but like, where do they kind of get their inspiration from usually?
5: So, where I look for inspiration is definitely all over the internet. If you search any of the Animal Crossing tags on Twitter, you will find players from. All over the world. You can type in Horror Island A N C H in Twitter and just you can look through anyone who's you know posted pictures of a horror island um to, to draw inspiration from. So I do that a lot because other players are amazing. There's so many people with so many great ideas out there. I mean, this game is huge, right? This game is worldwide, it's it's very popular, um, and there's definitely other people out there doing similar things as you. Um, Pinterest is also a really great place. There's tons of custom designs of uploaded on there, um, and you can look at Animal Crossing stuff for days, for days and days and days. And uh, another, a newer feature that the game has added is dream addresses. Um, And this is where you can basically go visit someone's island in a dream, and it's nice because uh, you can't touch anything, you can't take anything, uh, so it's a safe way to have people visit your island uh, where you don't have to worry about them messing with anything and you can do it at any any time you know um so it's you can go on twitter or pinterest or wherever discord to look for dream addresses that people have uploaded and you can go look at other islands without even having to you know have these people on your friends list or anything like that so there's there's lots of resources uh watching streamers is really great as well animal crossing streamers are very dedicated to their craft Most Animal Crossing streamers, I would say, mostly only play Animal Crossing. Um, They're they're very dedicated to the game and you can definitely draw inspiration from just about anyone out there. There's so many good players
0: awesome and you mentioned earlier about finding villagers i was kind of curious uh, if you heard about this so one of my friends when the game had first come out his uh fiance was a part of a facebook uh community and like it started off fairly simple where it was you know like you just kind of share your turnip prices and then the, as the community got, started getting bigger than you know kind of what you're describing where they're sharing ideas and show off screenshots and all that kind of stuff for it which is really cool but then they start uh he told was telling me about like I guess there's sort of like a black market for villagers too, where you can sort of like push certain villagers to other people's uh, islands for like for certain prices and stuff like that. Have you ever heard of this? Is this a thing?
5: This is a thing. Um, Jesus. So there is a website called Nookazon, which is Animal Crossing Amazon, essentially. And this was sort of the the beginnings of of the, the black market. We call it villager trafficking, which is yeah. Awful. Um, so, it's a
0: terrible term for it. Yeah. Oh, my God.
5: So so many people, um, especially when the game first came out, um, there are seven villagers that are brand new to the series that do not have amiibo cards. So um, basically, the only way you can get them is if you find them in game. If they come to your campsite, if you find them on an island, or if you you know ask them to move your, to your island from someone else's. So... People were freaking out because they wanted Raymond, Judy, Sherb, all these new villagers, and they had no way of getting them. So the power of the internet, uh, Nookazon was created, and basically you could go on there and buy villagers um, and For the most part, it is in game currency, bells, or Nook Miles tickets, or items to trade, which I am fine with that. But for a few months, there were people playing real money for villagers. That I have never taken part in, um, you know, to each their own, but some people took it very seriously.
0: That just blows my mind, because again, for a game this innocent and designed to be so casual and just kind of chilling, and people were saying, like, I need this motherfucker now. Yeah.
5: There's definitely a bit of a a, a bit of a cult following with Animal Crossing. I mean, you have to think many people have been playing this game since it came out, you know, on GameCube, like many years ago, and they've played every game since so people take it very seriously. no one in my community is like that. We're pretty laid back. We're pretty chill. Um, you know, if a villager is moving out, we'll post like, "Hey, I'm gonna have you know this villager in boxes tomorrow. If anyone wants to adopt them, that's kind of how we do it. Uh, mm. Just more of a chill, you know."
3: Hey, <laughs> Not- I don't like the way Bill's looking at me. So uh, he's up for sale if anybody wants him. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
5: <that's, laughs> some people are really like that. And you know what? To each their own. It is a game, like whatever. But I, I, I treat them. I, I treat the villagers with respect personally. Yeah
0: not like a currency
5: <laughs> yeah, no that, that's that's kind of fucked up to me
0: see now i'm just thinking about like random stuff i've seen all you know, like wish.com just i know this is going on a weird tangent for two, is the weirdest thing i've ever seen in like my entire life like i'm scared like the rabbit hole i would go down if i started looking like what, well what else is there like this but it, it starts off so instant where it says like because like it looks at your google search of course so it's gonna be like for me it's gonna be like a lot of like final fantasy stuff for you. so it's be like oh hey do you want that play arts kai that's normally 180 like here it is for a nickel
3: like, what <laughs> In wish wish.com it like yeah. ads are the weirdest thing because you can tell they're targeted as shit but yeah. no matter what You can click 10 times, 20 times, whatever, and it'll be stuff you like, but eventually it'll make its way to some kind of sex toy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're you're like, here's all these play arts. Here's these video games you want. Here's a fucking PlayStation 5. Here's some vintage consoles. And here's this fucking 10 inch. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Here's that mask from Pulp Fiction. You like that, right? <laughs> like, right. Oh, shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the scariest website too. And like, but that being said, one of the funniest things you can ever uh, like look at if you do the Google searches. And are, again, you have to be very, really careful when you do the scrolling it, too. Is just like the actual Wish.com purchases, and it's like the what it's advertising versus what you're getting. So like, you you might like for a nickel get a cloud statue it's sure as shit not the one that you're seeing that looks like the play archive that runs for $180.
3: It's, it's that one with the fucking cross eyes.
0: Yeah. He's cross-eyed. He has a third arm for some reason for two. And like his head for some reason is that of a GI Joe. It's super weird. and It's creepy, but it,
3: it's like a Mr. Potato head. It's just a head and feet.
4: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Look, it's got the uh, Advent Children hair, too.
0: Yeah, so it's totally cloud. (laughs) God damn. I'm I'm waiting for that version of that to be for Animal Crossing 4, too. It's like, oh, hey, did you miss out on a former event? Well, here's this thing for, like, 50 bells. Like, really? That's it? And then you get it and saw like, why is that Tom Nook's head upside down now? (laughs) You download it, buddy. This is your world now.
5: There's definitely some bad like fan made animal crossing like merch and things like that out there, but there's some very good stuff too, you know, but there, sometimes I'll see like plushies and I'm like, that does not look like the character, but okay. But you know, people, people are, are doing their thing.
0: Yeah. Like when did a penguin get a rhinoceros horn? That's (laughs) crazy. that's so crazy i'm just i'm thinking about that
3: stuff and the fucking internet man they can take the most wholesome thing and turn it into the worst thing (laughs) yeah
5: and it it will happen overnight (laughs) yeah it will (laughs) it's not really happening anymore but like i would say like three months into the game being out like it was wild like my whole twitter feed was people looking for raymond they were like i will sell my firstborn child for this cat like it was it was insane
2: People had nothing else to do, though. It came out at a time where everybody was trapped inside and they had nothing to do but play Animal Crossing. Right.
5: Yeah. And <laughs> and it really so, did like, come out at the perfect time.
2: Right. It did, yeah. yeah. So, like, the time that you would spend, like, normally playing the game was probably, like, especially in the beginning, because, like, Animal Crossing definitely paces you in the very beginning once you start and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you're just like, well, I have nothing to do for the next two months, so uh, let's speed this up, shall we? (laughs) 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 How do I get some cool
0: exotic villagers on my island? (laughs) So... But, like, kind of that point, like, so, like, those uh, the seven new villagers, like, when it, if you're lucky enough to get one, do they do a thing? Is it something, like, because they show up, like, their house is bigger or something like that? Or do they give you something unique? Or is it just the fact that their presence there is enough?
5: Um, yeah, no, they don't, they don't give you anything special. Uh, their house isn't any different. It, it's just the fact that they are only in this game. And as of na- still now, Nintendo has not released uh, Amiibo cards for the new villagers. So um they're just I guess the most unique hard to find rare I guess you'd say Mm -hmm. um and it was funny because I I actually had Raymond just show up in my campsite one day and I never expected it so I had Raymond on my on my first island for quite a while um and people like at first people were like oh you have Raymond like how do I get Raymond and I'm like you gotta just be lucky or try to, yeah. you know, get him from a friend. That's really the only way. But it, the, the yeah. hype has died down a lot, for sure.
3: Are, do they even make Amiibos anymore? Like, I remember the big-ass push for Super Smash Brothers, And then all of a sudden, I feel like I just don't ever see or hear of them anymore.
5: They do. So they don't mm-hmm. really... F- make like the figures anymore um but but for animal crossing it's the card so like it's like a little trading card and it's great because once you have that you can scan the villager in at any time so you know say i I have uh stitches amiibo card which i do because he's one of my favorites um i I will always be able to have stitches on my island if i want him because i have his amiibo card
3: even even if he would like wanted to move, you're yeah. like fine, go. And then he gets at the outskirts of town. And you're all bitch your back,
5: basically. Like you, can, you can have him move out, and then you, it's a bit of a process to scan them in. It like there's some things you have to do, but uh, it's it's a guaranteed way to always have those villagers no matter what. Which is you know uh, people like that because people have villagers that are very near and dear to their heart. Obviously, there's uh, I think 391 villagers. Um, Holy so, shit. If you have, you know, a few that are, like, your best friends or, you know, you had them on your island in New Leaf or whatever it is, you know, that's that's near and dear to your heart and you want to be able to always have them with you.
3: Hmm. I have, like uh- – Five or six amiibos, but I just collected them randomly, and really? I mainly, just, yeah, I mainly just got them for like Smash Brothers. So oh, I have like nice. thirty or forty of yeah. them. I the, one in <laughs> <laughs> the one that I always wanted was Ness, because Ness was who I mained on on Super Smash Brothers, and I can never fucking find it. <laughs> it was driving me crazy. <laughs> and then when I did go to like look for it, he was like fifty dollars, you know, because that was when amiibos were just hugely uh, right. over, overblown. Uh, yeah. and, then, and I have been able to find them since then, but I don't even do anything with them now. <laughs> yeah.
2: Nintendo's still like producing them, but they do them in such limit, like limited quantities and stuff now, or
0: like, or just smaller waves too.
2: Yeah. There, there's, there's much smaller waves and there's like a lot more time in between them because the craze has like severely died down.
0: Yeah.
3: Nintendo is the best about like just a limited supply. So you keep the demand up. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you know, they, you know they could have crunched out a bunch of switches during the the peak of COVID, right? And, and it, it kept them – demand out. They actually ramped up pro- uh, production of uh, of switches and everything like that too to try
2: to meet demands because of like because of how like quickly they were selling out and stuff all over the place. But that was like for everything too. Um,
5: yeah, it was for the cards too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah exactly. They just,
5: they just didn't. Pro- so. So. When Animal Crossing hit the huge craze the first few months that it came out and then obviously the, with the pandemic starting, uh, all of the Amiibo cards got bought up everywhere from Amazon, from GameStop. Like, all, they were all bought up and people were reselling them for like triple, quadruple the amounts. Um, because they could and Nintendo wasn't producing anymore. And they just now, like three days ago, finally released more amiibo cards. So people were making like thousands of dollars off Good of like selling the cards. Yeah, it was it was it was wild. But what stemmed from that was fans started making their own amiibo cards and so because people didn't want to pay fifty-six dollars for a Marshall for one card when normally the packs are like four dollars for four cards um so so fans started making their own fan-made amiibos because all it is is basically like a little rfid chip with the with the character you know on it and then you can just put that on anything basically um so you can go on etsy now and buy fan-made amiibo cards and and they work Um, yeah, it it was, it's, it was the market for animal crossing, both in game and in real life. It's, it's all very interesting.
0: Yeah. Like it's the one thing and it's something that's always kind of blown my mind. And this is just not even just this game. It's gaming in general for two is just the way that people will find the most efficient ways of getting uh, shit done within their game tour too. Yep. where it doesn't even sometimes where it, I, I think with animal Crossing it might be, uh, is going to be a different beast altogether for, but like some, with some games, like I just see such levels of efficiencies, like you can't be having fun with this, right? Like, no, it's about getting the <laughs> stats. It's about getting this thing done quicker. was like, what about just enj- taking a breath and enjoying the, the scenery? And like, no, what that takes, I'll, I'll enjoy it later. I was like, that, that's always been such a weird concept for me for a game.
5: Yeah, and I that's that's a big argument with time traveling in Animal Crossing. Um yeah. because a lot of people do choose to do that. Uh one because obviously it speeds up building things, you know, moving villagers out, um you know, whatever it may be, but a, a lot of people don't like it because they think exactly that it kind of takes the fun out of it. You know, part of the yeah. game is having to wait and having to, you know, do the slow burn, the slow grind. Um, but I don't know. There was so much arguments about it, like I I just like to each their own. If you're not doing anything that doesn't hurt anyone who cares. Right. Like play the game the way you want to.
3: <laughs> this freaking time travelers, man. I came from the, cu- uh, the future and let me tell you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Literally, there is yeah.
3: something crazy coming up. <laughs> yeah. Look what I brought back with me.
0: <laughs> it's like it's a gold alligator. That shits out the Easter eggs at the same drop rate when the Easter egg event happened for uh, this year. You want to know event event this was? It was an Easter. Yeah, <laughs> like Guy Fox Day is going to get weird in Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, well, Jube, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We really, really appreciated this. Yeah, uh, it This was um, so
5: fun. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So, what what is your uh, streaming schedule too? Where where can the folks find you?
5: You can find me at Joyful Jupiter on all socials, and I stream on Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, West Coast baby. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all
2: right. Well, that about wraps things up from this week's episode. Uh, tune in next week when we talk about lots of Warhammer stuff. Uh, if you guys like what you hear, share this podcast with your friends and come hang out with us on the social media. Links are posted in the show notes. We're your host, Kyle, Chris, Mia, and Julian. As always, stay safe, stay sane, and geek out.